Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground, and we're back. We are back in the saddle, That's back right. in the seat. Pastor T is here. And Pastor D. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody, and we are here to talk about something kind of specific, which is kind of cool, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to last Sunday's sermons, which is August 20th, it's kind of a vision message that you gave there, Tyler. Yeah, it was a big, big, yeah. <clears throat> big unveiling. Unveiling is some stuff we've been talking about for quite a long time in the background. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say maybe, maybe four years now. Yeah. I, I mean, think we started talking before COVID. <clears throat> yeah. It was 2018, 2019 yeah. when we started to have some of these discussions. Yeah. Uh, today we're talking about all things partner. Uh, this last week I unveiled one, one of the steps. It's not the only one uh, in what is going to be called our growth track. Uh, it's the way that we are going to intentionally uh, equip and uh, send out people to uh, live out their faith, not just here at the church, but outside the church, to be the church outside the church, um, discovering their gifts and their call and what God has called them to uh, pursue and how all that looks. I yeah. mean, there's, there, it's, it's, a, it's a big endeavor. Um, and so one of the steps of that growth track that we felt like was most pertinent to roll out first um, is uh, the partnership aspect of it which is kind of a new way of doing membership so yes yeah so what i was getting ready to ask that what is partnership exactly because and that may be good for us to yeah really define because like you said it's a new way of membership so what does that mean exactly yeah partnership is the way we do membership this is the way this is the way we're gonna this is gonna be the party line the way we're gonna talk about it from here on out because i don't see it as a separate thing like we have membership and then we have partnership where it's almost like, you know, we were joking around like in on the team about rolling out a Patreon community. And for those who are, <laughs> who are listening, who don't know yeah. what Patreon is, it's a, it's a system in which like, especially a lot of podcasters use it yes. where you can pay a certain amount a month and like you receive a, like, so like the higher tier you are in, you Patreon. can be in the gold circle and yeah, get some like, uh, special information that other people aren't getting. Yeah. And so you get ex- extra content <laughs> that's made yeah. by the podcaster. That's not what we're doing. We were joking about that. Hey, yeah. Partnerships like the next level in our Patreon community. <laughs> that's like, no, no, no. Uh, it is basically the way we do membership here. So when a brand new person comes and they yeah. hear us talking about, Hey, if you know, for all our partners in the room, or if you want to hear about partnership, take the partner course. And someone's like, partner, what is that? Like the way we'll answer that is that's new. That's new hopes way of doing membership. Yeah. Now why the change though? So why don't we just keep membership? That takes us back to some of the discussions we had back four or five years ago uh, or three, four years ago where, uh, and I, and I touched on this a little bit in my message that I think we sensed a, and I mean, we even felt this ourselves, a certain amount of dissatisfaction in the role that membership as it is currently functioning, like in our, in our faith community, like in our church, the way that it has functioned up till now. And so I think in the midst of, you know, during the pan, before the pandemic, but then especially during the pandemic, when we began to ask lots of questions about, you know, are, are we doing church, especially in the season that we're in, uh, are we doing ministry and being the church in the most biblically faithful way in our context? And, you know, what might the, the spirit of God be inviting us to do differently, uh, to be more in line with, 
you know, what God wants, you know, who, who God wants us to be and how he wants us to live uh, in our current time and context. And sorry, that sounds really like big and huge and heavy. And I mean, some of those conversations were, I mean, we were having some very big, big picture conversations, but in the midst of that, some, some conversations came up around membership. Now, some of the things we parsed out in this, and I think this is an important thing to know, and I didn't get to talk about this on Sunday morning, and I kind of wished I did, but you're just trying, I'm trying to that's answer. That's right, that's why we had the podcast. Yes, yeah, that's why we're doing the podcast, stuff, yeah. because I tried to answer the most pertinent questions, but I remember one of the things, and I've had this conversation, I even had this conversation with a few people after the service, as they were coming up and expressing excitement about partnership and what it could mean. The one thing I named was that, membership in a church is actually not a biblical idea. Right. Now, I want to make a distinction when I say that, because some people may say that and hear that and be like, whoa, whoa, that's not true. It talks about, you know, members and membership and stuff in the Bible. And it's true, it does. But anytime Paul or whoever talks about that, they're talking about membership in the body of Christ. Right. The church. Overall. Big C. Yeah. Universal. And that's true. That is a biblical concept that you and I are members of the church. And so that doesn't matter whether you're uh, at another church down the road or in a, a church in China or a church in Africa. We are all p- members of the church, the church of Jesus Christ, like the church that Jesus started. So little M membership, I don't know if that's a good distinction, instead of big M membership in the big C church, little M membership honestly is a tool. It's a tool that churches use to kind of answer that question. How do we covenant together? Meaning like we're deeply committed to, I think some of the language we've used in the past is we're committed to a common confession and a common devotion, common confession, meaning that we, we share the same beliefs biblically and we also practice our faith in the same way, devotion. Mm-hmm. So confession is beliefs, devotion is the actual practice of our faith. And so for a group of people who are saying like, no, in this local context of the church, this local expression of the church, we want to be committed to each other in the way that we, in what we believe and also how we live it out. And so membership has become a, a tool that we use to give some uh, wheels to that commitment. I think there's some real interesting discussion too, when you look over the years of what membership has meant to not only churches, but, but all sorts of service organizations. Yeah. You you go back a lot of years. Okay. And membership has always been around, Mm. you know, when you were a member of the um, Moose Lodge or the Masons or whatever, one of these service organizations, the Illuminati. Yeah. (laughs) When you were a member, it was assumed that meant you're involved. Yeah. You know, that's what a membership meant to a service organization. Now, it was a tool to help them organize so they know who's in and who's out. Mm. In the same way with the church, we started using membership as a tool to know who's in and who's out for the local church simply because leaders have a hard time doing their job and shepherding if they don't know who's in the flock. Yeah. And so, so that's what it had a lot to do with. Yeah. But membership was always implied back in the day that that meant you were involved. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't something you just came and watched or you were deeply you were, committed to. Right. And there was a sense but of think a, about how it's changed culturally. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Where do we hear the word membership now? A gym, a gym, not so much. These member organizations, these service organizations have kind of faded a little bit, but now we hear membership in a gym. Um, you're a member of Sam's club. Yeah. Costco. 
And what does that <laughs> mean? Like that. Does that mean involvement on your part? No. No, it means how can we benefit you? Yeah, it's what benefits do I receive? And that was some of the, and to you know, even flesh that out, I think we came across some of that as we had conversations because during that kind of divine pause is what we always refer to that, like the time of the shutdown, like even though that was a tough time and man, there's a lot of stuff around that, we, we realized the opportunity to receive that time as a gift to give us space to rethink some things, the way we do things and what might it look to change things that, uh, and anyway, in the midst of that, we had lots of conversations around cultural forces that we see that push against what the gospel actually, Jesus and his gospel calls us to be yeah. and exist in the world. And one of those was the natural consumerism. Like you probably, for those who are listening, you've probably heard us use that language from time to time, often in a negative light. Now in a business sense, it makes sense because if a company is selling something, producing some sort of a good or service, you want to produce a good or service that the customer wants. Yeah. It makes no sense right. from a business sense to offer a product that nobody wants to buy. <laughs> that business does not last very long if no. that's true. But what's happened is some of those ideas or principles just, I mean, it's hard for that to not be infused when that's pervading in our culture and in our economy for that to infuse in the church. And we can view the church through a consumer mindset. I yeah. just had, I, there were several people I talked to on Sunday after the service that they recognized that of saying, gosh, there is this dynamic that when we, we sit in our passive consumers in the church, it's like we view what the professionals are offering as these yeah. are religious goods and services being rendered to us. And one person even said, you can almost view your offering like payment for it. Yeah. And I'm like, That's whoa, true. like the fact that wow, they were yeah. connecting those dots, we've talked about that, yeah, yeah. but it's like, instead of viewing my, you know, gifts or offerings to God as worship, something that's yeah. primarily between me and God is me offering worship to him and surrender to him. Um, I view it as a transaction. Well, how many times have you heard people say I'm shopping for a church? Yeah. What does that mean? It's consumer language. <laughs> like it really is. Yeah. Because why? Because you're judging the church according to your needs. What are, what are they going to yeah. give me? And I'm going to go to the place that offers me. And so you, we've Which seen is this, like going to the best gym. Yeah. And Same so we thing. see this over the years of, you know, I am judging things based on the religious goods and services rendered to me. And if I don't feel like you're rendering them to me the way that I will, because I remember this, and this was whenever I was a teenager, hearing about, this was at the church that I grew up in my hometown, because they went to three services because the church was growing, the youth, I mean, it was similar how, similar to what happened there, is similar to the way New Hope was, was like huge youth group, huge focus on the next generation. And so they went to three services on Sunday morning because it was just packed out. And there was disagreement of some of the more traditionalists who didn't want things to change that, you know, moving toward contemporary music. I mean, Darren, you know, the <laughs> worship wars and all that stuff. I don't know what you're talking even about. better than I do, <laughs> but they didn't like the way things were changing. And they yeah. actually told, I found this out later, told one of the ministers that they were withholding their tithe yeah. in protest. Yeah, in protest. And I'm like, oh man, that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's so real though. I like that, that's just a very like business consumer mindset of like, they're not doing things the way I like. So I'm then go to, or I'll leave the church and go down the road to another 
quote unquote business place that will give me the goods and services that I want. So anyway, that's all kind of in the ether. We talked about that of like realizing there's there our culture infuses a consumer mentality that it is all about me and my preferences and wants. And so I think, think of it through the lens of a gym membership mm-hmm. where, I mean, you even think about a gym membership, they don't care whether you go there or not, mm-hmm. as long as they're getting your money. Right. They can, and I know, and I know people, there's probably people listening right now that you've had a gym membership for years and you've never been there or haven't been there in years. And the truth is they're not calling you saying, Hey, we haven't seen you at the gym in a while. Do you want us to end your membership? No, they don't do that because they're getting paid. That's all they care about is the bottom line. And it's like, that's not the way the church is supposed to be that it's like membership. Like you said, even a, even a generation or two ago assumed a certain amount of involvement and, you know, to kind of make your point. There are apps out now that help you find all the subscriptions you didn't know you, you forgot that you had. Yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> Do we need like a church one or something? I'm just saying that it's as part of our culture so much that people subscribe. It's not like you're being bothered by them. In fact, they're silent. When you subscribe to something, they're silent with you because they hope you forget about it. I feel like I need to make like a, a pitch to like the sharks on Shark Tank. <laughs> like, hey guys, got I got an, I got a got an idea for you, uh, an app that shows you all the places you have a membership at a church, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. and you can cancel them at any time. Yeah. Do you think you think they would invest well, in it's that? Fun, it's funny because what thing you described on Sunday was how how many people we have that are very that are active and that are involved, but didn't. But they don't even realize they're not a member. Yeah, and then so jump and, through this, this and that hoop le- that we that, had. That for leads to the next organizational level. structure. Yeah, that leads to the next level of it because we were talking very theoretical early on about what is the church and what does it mean to be the local church and to covenant with each other and be committed to each other and live out our vision and our values and all that type of stuff. And so asking the question like, what does you know what is membership like? Little M membership in the local church look like? What should it look like? And some of that was like recognizing, and this is just part of, I, I, I heard this said years ago and it's always stuck with me that leadership is naming reality. Mm. That's a huge function of leadership. It's yeah. just naming reality. Guys, this is the way things are. Now, how do we change that if it needs to change? And so in the midst of that, we name that reality that there was every year, every time we would do elder nominations or elections or we had to vote on something or other that required a member vote in our bylaws, we'd send it out. And I just talked to a guy on Sunday who came up and he's like, guilty as charged. Because he's like, my wife is a member, but I'm not. Yeah. So when it comes time for elder vote, she gets a she gets a letter about you know where she can go and vote and stuff like that. And he doesn't. He's like, why didn't I get one? And then he realized, oh, I'm not a Wait, why am I not a member? Right. It's like, but the thing is, this guy, super involved. He's serving, yeah. involved in community life. I don't know whether they give or not because we don't. Right. We, we intentionally. Don't, we don't, sorry, we don't know who gives. Little little side note, the pastors are not given the information of who gives or what they we give. We don't want it either. Because we don't want to treat people mm-hmm. with favoritism. So I have no idea whether they give or not, but they're the type of people that I would guess probably do because they're, they are deeply involved and are deeply committed right. to our church. But the fact that, and we're just laughing about it. Because again, like I said on Sunday, it's not about shade. I'm not passing judgment on people. I'm not saying, how dare you not know that you're a member? Again, well, I mean, it's the whole cliche of when you're pointing a finger at someone, three of them are pointing back at you. Right. Like, I think right. some of us realize, like, guys, we, and we've saying this among our team, we've let membership mean this little. Yeah. I remember having discussions years ago about what membership should mean for us. And we set the bar low on purpose because what it meant for us at the time was just 
people to get involved. Yeah, connection. You know, if yeah. you were, yeah, it's like a the we viewed it as the first step to being connected. And there's nothing evil about any of that, folks, yeah. because membership is not this biblical yeah thing that we have to. I have some friends too that don't want to become members because they hate the whole idea of they don't think it's really biblical. And I understand. Yeah, I really understand. It's not that. It's it's that. How do we use the tool? So I think what's happening now is we're shifting to try to use the tool in a different way mm. to mean something else. And so what exactly is partnership? We say partner course. Mm. What are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, I mean, essentially what we're doing with partnership in general is we're raising the bar of mm. saying like the type of, you know, cause the, I think the language we've used over the years and I'll, we'll use it more in the future, especially as we roll out th- more things for the growth track is that we are not a cruise ship. We're not, we, we don't want to be that kind of consumer idea where we're just offering like, Hey, come on the ship. There's all these programs here to entertain you. Yeah. People primarily go on a cruise ship to be entertained. Even though shuffleboard is awesome. Yeah. Shuffleboard is awesome. And I'm sure there's, <laughs> you know, all you can eat buffets. I don't got a problem with that. Right. Nothing wrong with it. And so there, there's elements of that where it's yeah. like, we, it's not that we have stopped offering programs or we're no longer going, we do offer programs, but the question is always around why Yeah. and to what end? To what end? Yeah. And, and what are we doing? And I know one question is just real basic for me Yeah. is that what are we doing as God has called us here to help lead in a church to actually equip people? Yeah. And to, so that's where do, it comes to, yeah. we're not a, we're not a cruise ship. Right. We're an aircraft carrier. Yeah. We used to say battleship, but I actually like the image of aircraft carrier even better because it's not just what happens on the aircraft carrier. The aircraft carrier often has guns and things like that to be able to do stuff from there, but it's meant to launch people out and, and fly missions like jets are being launched out to fly missions. And so we realize the end to which we are pointed why we do what we do is to equip to send out Yes, that we're not just the mm. church here on the ship. We're the church out, outside, you know, we're the church outside of the church walls as right. well. And I think it's, we, you and I have said this, I don't know how many times, even from the front on Sunday, it's not, it's not about going to church. Yeah. It's about being the church. Yeah. And that is definitely taught in the New Testament and practiced. Yeah. And so I think some of the purpose of, sorry, I know I'm meandering a little bit and answering your question of what is partnership, but it's like all of that, I mean, all that background and all that philosophy stuff that we talked about and biblical stuff we've talked about informs why we kind of have shifted and raised the bar a little bit is you running with that imagery. I mean, yeah, civilians can come and visit and take tours of ships. That's fine. And we have new people come all the time and, we love it that they're touring. We love it that they're checking out. But the thing is, eventually there's a decision. If I'm going to stay here long term, that means I join the team. Yeah. That means I discover, like, what's my role here? We don't, there are no civilians living on an aircraft carrier. They may visit. Right. They may be there for a while. But then someone's like, and you know, young teenager checks it out. And they're like, I love what's happening here. I'm going to join the Navy. Right. I'm going to join the team and be a part of what's going on here. And then so our role as leaders on the aircraft carrier is, well, how do we train you and equip you for not only your role here? Cause some people may have a role specifically here. If you're a radar tech or you're, you know, doing right. maintenance here, it's like, man, all that stuff is very important and essential. You can't fly ships out. If all the maintenance and technology on the ship breaks down, you can't right. fly like that's needed. Right. But it's also training the pilots yeah. to discover where am I going? What's my mission? Am I ready for that? Is, yeah. Are the ships fueled up and ready to go? Do I have I been briefed and trained on what my mission is so I'm I'm, I'm prepared? It's kind of like you're saying with the aircraft carrier. There's lots of roles, but one mission. That's right. 
That's exactly it. And so anyway, that's the idea of partnership is it's that decision for people to make at some point, I want to buy into the mission. I want to join the team. And therefore, I want to be equipped and held responsible a little bit to the Great Commission. Yeah. Which is what we've talked about, making disciples. Yeah. And and that's that's something you can't just do in a sedentary way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be some intentionality. So uh, what is it? Let's say... That uh, I mean, we've got people who've been here a long time. You 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 said this Sunday. We've got people who've been here a long time, been mm. members a long time. We got people who are brand new. We got people who've been here a long time and never become members. We've got people who are brand new that want to get involved right now and they don't know how. You know, and we're saying the partner course is a great place to start. So tell us a little bit about the partner course itself. Like, when yeah, you, when people say, "Hey, I'm going to sign up for that," what are they signing up for exactly? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, w- one thing that I just thought of that I want to sure, add is ahead. kind of an addendum to what we just talked about. Like, I recognize that there are people all over the spectrum in terms of like making a commitment to being a partner, that we have some people who have been here for a long time and they don't know whether they want to be a partner. They don't know if they want to commit. That's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Like, we can be so passionate and excited about this that I don't want to present it like, unless you become a partner, we don't want anything to do with you. And that's not true. There, that there are going to be people who are connected with our community that they're not sure they're ready to make that decision. And I always add a silent yet. Yeah. And so the way mm-hmm. I want to always posture uh, partnership and really anything we do is it's invitation, not obligation. Right. Yeah, like we're not shaming, yeah. we're not guilting if you decide not to do that or you're not ready for that yet, uh, it's okay. You can still belong here that there are people, there are ways to serve and ways to be involved that don't require partnership. Like we're not doing too much of a bottleneck on it, but for those who desire to be deeply involved, we want to have mechanisms there that actually encourage them to be in covenant with each other and and be accountable to each other. Cause that, I mean, I think that's a part of it too. And so we just wanted to have real functioning mechanisms to help people do that in a way that's not just lip service, but actual practicality. I think does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think another way of saying that is that membership or, you know, partnership is not a tool that we're using just for the sake of our leadership. Mm. It's a tool that is for you. Yeah. It's for your sake, not for ours yeah. per se. Yeah. It's a tool for you yeah. to kind of light that fire under you. Yeah. To have a little bit of uh, uh, accountability to, to start to really think about what it means to make disciples. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to get, see some movement. You know, we talk about that all the time, movement. What yeah. is What is movement? Here's what we mean by movement. We mean people growing up. That's super good. People growing up to be faithful followers of Jesus, disciples, and to make disciples. This is something we don't have a choice in. It's just that the choices we have made in the past, what we're saying, uh, maybe they've worked at some point. But right right now, we just feel like we need to jumpstart this. We need to, we need to speak a different language because yeah. our culture is a different language. We need to, in order to get uh, to the same place where we should be and what the church has always tried to be anyway, which is doing, fulfilling the Great Commission. Yeah, and so partnership is one of the ways, and I mean the growth track as a whole, and as we unveil, I know some, that's mysterious for some people because there's aspects yeah, of it. We, we, have a, we'll have another, we need a whole other podcast on growth track and what we mean by that. And, 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 and we will, and we'll talk about that in the future. Um, so there's a bit of mystery with, yeah. with the growth track in general, and that's fine. And that's meant to, it's meant to pique interest, um, so, that there's cool things coming down the road. But what I will say is partnership Partnership is one of those things, and there will be more coming in the future, that they're they're intentional tools to help see movement happen in our midst and direct movement, I guess I should say. We don't create movement. God is the one that brings movement. 
it helps us direct it in the most intentional ways. And so, so for someone who's considering, <laughs> somebody's calling me. Anyway. Someone's calling Tyler. That's okay. Hey, it's a it's a jazz music. Jazz music. Come on. Sorry, that's not going to happen. Have to call them back, man. Hey, this is real life. <laughs> hey, we and we don't cut this stuff as you as you know because you're listening to it. We're we're edit free. Uh, but oh man, I lost my thought. No, I think you were. I think you summed it up really, really well. I think you really did. Uh, what about the partner course? What's what's in that? You know, when people sign up, what are they going to expect? Yes. Uh, so yeah, the partner course is a, it's a five week commitment. So it's not like this is like a huge like you're committing to like these huge things for the rest of your life type of thing. I mean, specifically speaking about the growth track. Uh, and this isn't something you're going to repeat. Or, no, you know, this is go this, through one this time. is this is a one time thing that you go through. It's a five week course where we will be having and it's kind of a mixture we intentionally designed uh the partner course to be a mixture of teaching and discussion yes meaning like we we didn't want it to just be me as a talking head i mean i talked about you know it not being about you know leave it to the professionals right and so like well i'm just going to preach and teach to a group of passive people the whole time like we realized like partners are going to need each other to like live this out because they're going to be doing stuff together. I mean, that's the, that's the vision of it. And so there will be times where I'm teaching about the, our vision, our mission, talk about the church in general, the history of the church and why we do ministry the way we do. So it's kind of given some of those background things, but then talking about the vision and mission of like, this is who we believe God, what God has called us to do and who God has called us to be. And then with huge emphasis on our three core values about gathering intentionally, growing mutually, and going missionally. Mm-hmm. In fact, three of the four weeks, each week will be about one of those core values right. where you'll receive some teaching on it, but then there will actually be lots of times of discussion for people to discuss what does that actually look like for us to live out these core values? Like if we're going to partner together yeah. uh, in gospel ministry and mission, uh, we want to be committed to these values. And so what does it look like to live those out? And then finally the fifth week, and I, I hope I explained this well on Sunday. Again, it was just a lot of information. Right. The last week of the partner course culminates in what's going, going to be called a partner gathering. Now, this involves more than just the people taking the partner course. So we're looking at offering the partner course at least three times a year, mm-hmm. and which means we will have three partner gatherings a year. And those kind of function, for lack of a better term, membership meetings. Yeah. Because we want to yeah. keep our partners, our members, uh, updated and excited about what God is doing in our midst and how they, and for them even to kind of get those marching orders of like, this is how you can be a part of this. And this is, this is where we feel like God is leading this. And, and you can sense yourself. What are those invitations from God about how you can, yeah, and these are not going to be boring meetings. No. When you think of membership meetings, yeah. all I think is boredom. And it's, I t- it's not boring. It's, it's going to be like a worship night. And I, t- be yeah, exciting. and I touched on it briefly in the message about what we want partner gatherings to look like. We yeah. want them to be less a membership business meeting and more like a worship night. So there will be a time where we worship together and just, I mean, just celebrate our God because that's, that's who we're partnering around. We're not just partnering with each other. We're partnering with God and what he's doing in the world. Right. And these members, these, uh, gosh, we got, it's going to be hard for us to get off the term member. It really is. These partner <laughs> gatherings are for you. I mean, you know, as we're talking to you, the, you know, people who are partners with the church, because it's about holding our feet to the fire. It's another tool to be able to say, we need to be together 
we need to be talking about the vision, making disciples. What does that mean? Yeah. We need to celebrate when things happen. Hear the stories of things that are going on that when God does move and the Holy and people come to Christ and when people start, you know, when start disciples are being made. Yes. You know, that's what this is all about. Yeah. So uh, we'll worship together. You name some of it. We'll tell stories, celebrate stories yeah. of uh, I th- stories are becoming more and more of a currency we use around here um, to s- just to notice the workings of God in our midst, uh, stories of life change, stories of people coming to Christ, salvations, baptisms, those types of things. Uh, we will celebrate and welcome in new partners. Yeah. That's what. That's why it's the fifth and culminating week of the partner course, right. because those who are going through the course, the final week is the the partner course is the capstone or the partner gathering is the capstone of the course because you go through the four weeks of like discussion and teaching. And then the fifth week you show up and you're surrounded by all the partners of the church as they gather and you're going to be celebrated. I mean, essentially it's like a, Hey, welcome to the family. It's like the official, like you're, you're a part of the group now. And so woohoo, like, you know, so, so we will celebrate new partners in that. And then finally the last part is it's going to be a time of vision casting and updating where we will let people know, hey, this is where God is leading us in the future. And the partners will get to hear some of those things before, you know, because a lot of times we just do it in a vision message. So in times past, even this, members are hearing new things the same time as a brand new visitor. Right. And to me, it makes sense that the greater the commitment. Because we're in this together. Yeah, the more privy you are to inside information. And that inside information sounds nefarious, but you know what I mean. Like it sounds like the Patreon thing you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) For seven (laughs) dollars a month, you can. No, but it's like for those who have made that commitment that, uh, who have taken responsibility, like they get they get to know stuff ahead of time because they're probably going to be major players in making it happen. Now, this is just a practical thing, I think. But I think we need to mention it. Uh, Like like Tyler had just said, there's going to be three partner gatherings a year, and they immediately follow the partner course. Yes. However, this fall, we're offering two partner courses, yeah. one on a Sunday night, one on a Wednesday night. You can go on newhopenow.cc mm. or newhopechurch.cc, yeah. and you can find how to sign up real quickly right there for the partner course. Or you if can, you go to the Church Center app, you can click the on church the, Center gr- app. the yeah. Church Growth app, or I'm sorry, the Growth Track app, or a t- uh, pay, tab uh, in the tab. app. Sorry, get That's there okay. Either way, there's three way, ways to get signed up. When you do get signed up, now what we're doing this fall we want to, this is the first time we've offered it. So we want as many current members yeah. to go through it as well. And so what's going to happen is we're going to have two of those, mm. like I just said, one on Wednesday night, one on a Sunday night. You pick the, the dates that work best for you. But at the end of the second course is when we'll have the partner gathering. And everyone from the first course and the second course will be invited to attend the partner gathering yeah. after the second course. Now, normally... We'll just have one course per yeah, semester, exactly, and followed by the partner gathering. Yeah, and that's why I was I was a little afraid that would be confusing for people. It, um, yeah, of like because they could have been. It would be easy to wonder. Wait, you say it's a five week commitment, but it seems like the first run of it because there's two runs back to back. The first run of it is only four weeks, and then a new one starts. I thought you said it was five weeks, but we have such a value of wanting all the partners to be get to be together. That that's why we felt like we'll just offer the f- instructional discussion part back to back first, and then like you said, all the partners from both of those November twelfth, November twelfth, mm-hmm. on that Sunday evening, uh, will come together for one partner gathering, uh, and we're even inviting current members who uh, ha- even have not taken 
the the partner course yet um, for any member to show up, and hopefully they'll they'll catch some of the excitement of realizing, oh, this is what it means to be a partner. This is kind of cool. I think I'm going to take the partner course next right. semester. Exactly. So and we now kind of can you kind of for current members? Yes. Uh, one thing that needs to be shared, and we just need to know this because in order for us to do this well, uh, we we are going to have at, at some point we got to cut it off, and we need to know who's in, who's out kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah. Or, you know, like you said, it's invitation. And we're not saying that if you don't go to the partner course, you can't be involved here or anything like, we're not saying that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with just, we just need to know. So if you want to be a partner, uh, then even if you're a current member, you need to go through the partner course. Yeah. And how much time are we we're shooting for? Yes. For to, uh, to take that course. I'll, yeah. And I'll say two things around that. Uh, I mean, number one, I made the challenge of, we are in a sense grandfathering in current members, meaning that uh, there it's not like as soon as we start this partner course in a few weeks, yeah, you better like, take like it in September, else. then uh, <laughs> you're not a member anymore. Sorry. We just wiped the slate clean and started over. Uh, that essentially I challenged all current members within the next three years. I struggled whether to say how to say that because sometimes when you say within the next whatever time period then they think oh i can wait two two and a half years before i do anything <laughs> i mean we want people to do it yeah. as quickly as possible um we want there to be an urgency but we also wanted to give a realistic because run, you're runway. excited we hope you're excited about yeah it. want to yeah but i also recognize because of people's schedules like some people travel for their job during the week or they work second shift or things like that um that uh, it might be difficult to find uh, find a time where they can actually be present in the partner course. And so, uh, and this is a, a quick addendum that I'll add, uh, as a general rule of thumb, because the instruction discussion part is only four weeks, we're kind of setting as a general rule of thumb, people are only able to miss one week. Because mm -hmm. I recognize life happens and yeah. sometimes you have to miss. Sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. And we're going to have recordings made so that they can, you know, if you miss a week, those recordings can be given. So at least you can get the information. Um, but if you're, our rule of thumb will always be, if you know, if you know ahead of time, you're going to miss more than one week, just wait till the next time. And that's okay. Yeah. Don't take it. Don't and I know some it. people might ask, yeah. well, you know, it's really hard for me. Can't, can't you just give me recordings for all of the weeks? No. Right. And here's the reason why. <laughs> or can you just condense it down to one day? I could just show up one yeah. day. Yeah. Well, that was an idea we kicked around too. It was like, should we do like a like mm -hmm. a shortened one day version? But we quickly decided no on that. And here's the reason why. One, it will not do the information and content justice to make it brief. Right. And, and it's about being together too. And one of our values is about gathering yeah. intentional I mean, two of them, gathering intentionally, growing mutually relationships is essential to discipleship. It happens in the context of discipleship. So for us to allow people to become partners in our church by being at home and just consuming content, that actually flies in the face of some of our deepest held values that much of discipleship happens in the context of relationships. It's not that content doesn't matter or you can't consume content, but it needs to happen in the context yeah. of relationships because partnership assumes you're partnering with other people. So other people need to be involved. So it needs to happen in community. So that's why our general answer is, oh, can you just listen to things online the whole time to do it? No, sorry. You need to be in relationship with other people. So in three years, uh, and if you haven't taken the partner class, does that mean we will 
kind of take you off the membership role? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Well, I, and I'll say, okay, that's I'll, not a mean thing. I'll, that's us trying to get organized. Yeah. I'll <laughs> say, to, I'll, I'll say two things back to back on that. Uh, one at the end of that three years, you can still become a partner after that. Sure. You can join, you can join anytime. the time. You can join the partner course anytime, but it's not that we're taking away your membership. Membership will cease to exist right. in, in that form. Right. So we can't give you that's something. That's a lot better way of putting it than our way I did. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think that's the truth of it is we can't give you something that does, isn't there anymore. That membership in that form will no longer exist. All that will exist is the new form of membership, which is partnership. And so we want to give people. So it's like, it's, I mean, it's us living in the tension of those two values of we want to honor current members and realize that there are many of them that they are the model for partnership. And I, and honestly, those are the people that I think are going to take the partner course as quickly as possible because they are sold out. Yeah. But then also recognizing like this content is essential to being a partner. Like if you don't know what it means to be a partner, you're committing to something that you may realize you don't want to commit to. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't, I mean, Jesus always talked about counting the cost before making the commitment to following him. And it's similar with partnership. Like if you don't actually know what the cost is, uh, that, I mean, that's a dangerous thing of like you commit to doing it, but then you don't actually, you realize you're not actually able to live it out. We don't want you to pretend to believe something you don't or pretend to be someone you're not. And so that's why taking the course is essential to actually. And one one thing you did also mention, I think we need to make sure we talk about too, is the fact that there will be an opportunity to kind of re up every year. Yeah, that was one. That was another value that I think we held in this was some people who are members, but whether they were active or passive, like their membership was just there and it just didn't seem to matter. So again, there are people who were passive or even gone for years. They moved to Montana or wherever. And it's like, oh, but they're still listed as an active member in the church. And we're like, because it means very little, like we just, we realize it's like, it's not serving the mechanism that it should uh, as a tool, again, not as this like biblical mandated thing, right? but it's like, it's not, the tool is not serving really any purpose at all or that much, as much of a purpose as we want it to. And so basically what we thought would help remedy that is we want it to be something that is a chosen active thing, which means choosing it on a regular basis. Right. So membership will have to be re-upped every year and that does not mean you have to repeat the partner course no you don't have to take the partner course again it just means that the membership covenant of saying hey i agree to living out the vision and values and all that type of stuff that you sign and 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 that happens at the partner gathering that's why that's the capstone you'll basically just re-sign that again and say hey for this next ministry season i'm choosing to continue to be involved you don't have to assume my involvement um you can know that i'm actively choosing because the best things in life are chosen right not assumed and, and and i think part of the uh if i if i remember right uh we understand that everybody's going to make every partner gathering either yeah. after you become a partner, but we are looking for at least one. Yeah, we out want of three, we, you know, for attendance. We want active partners to attend at least. And I always hesitate at naming a, a, a like the bottom line because then they'll be like, "Okay, I'll just do well, that." Well, it's, it's our way of just trying to say, "Listen, we want you to be involved." It's yeah. like you said, invitation. I think you're going to love it. I don't think you're going to want to miss it. Yeah. I think that's the point. But and I think it's recognizing. Not, it's not like we're going to kick people out if you if yeah. something happens like, and you can't be there. I think there's a lot of good people who want to be there and just something happens and you can't. So 
we're just saying we're not looking to kick people out if you don't attend so many. But we're we are kind of really encouraging at least you know it's got to be at least one a year or you're not really that involved you know? which would probably then mean just a, a reaching out to that person of like hey like i've not seen yeah, you, you haven't been any of the partner gatherings in a while are you still wanting to be a partner yeah i mean some of that is then it gets to be a question of desire in their heart and if it's yes well it's like i mean the thing is it's like all of this is going to be we're not legalists this is going to be infused with so much grace. I was even yeah. talking to a guy after Sunday because, you know, he's immediately thinking about his schedule and thinking, oh, I may I may have to miss one. And then, of course, I explain, I'm like, that's okay if you miss one. If it's going to be more, maybe wait till the next time. And, of course, but then soon after he's talking about, uh, you know, I think it'd be okay. I think it'd be okay if I think I'd be able to figure out a way to be there for all of them. And I'm like, if people really want something, they'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah. But also I conveyed to him and I want everybody listening to this to know our heart around partnership. My philosophy, and I would say, sorry, I'm roping you into this, but I think it's true. Oh, you know I'm there. Uh, our philosophy around partnership is no partner left behind. That's right. Meaning we are going to bend over backwards to make this happen for people who, gen if you genuinely want a partner, no matter what the obstacles are. And that's why we're brainstorming like when it's offered at different times of the year, like we may offer it at a different time in the summer than we normally do in the fall or the spring, a way that might catch those other people that it's maybe not working their schedules. And so we're going to come up with creative ways to offer it to where people are still counting that cost and accepting the cost. But it's also taking in mind that life is different for different people and they have different schedules and things like that. And so we're living in the, we're living in the balance of that and trying to be gracious in that too. Um, so I hope everybody who's listening, hears our hearts. Like we want you to be a partner that we're not trying to, I honestly, in the midst of this, I always think about what Jesus, he criticized the Pharisees of, of saying that you tie heavy loads on men's backs and then refuse to lift a finger to help them. That I don't want to do that. Right. Is this a heavy load? I mean, it's heavier than it had than it's been in the past. But we want to help carry. But I <laughs> I want to lift yeah. more than a finger yeah. to help you lift it. Right. I'll do I'll bend over backwards if I have to 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 help them if they're if they truly want to be a partner. We'll we'll do whatever it takes uh, to make that happen. Well, and there's when you look at the scripture itself, very few things are individualistic. Yeah. Very few commands, very few t things are talked about by Paul and Pauline literature. Also, when you look at the book of Acts, when you look at the Gospels, mm. even the disciples did things together. You know, there's 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 value in that. Being the church does not being being a rugged individualist. Yeah. That's American, maybe. Sure. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we just thoroughly think through the eyes of the individual. Right. That the com thinking through the eyes of the community is something that... It, doesn't come as natural it's less that's less of a western mindset that's right now you're but, probably asking yourself uh is this it no it's not it you know we got a lot more when it comes to the growth track and different ideas yeah uh, the partnership is not it we've been he's like well you keep talking about this conversation you guys had you know for three or four years ago if you're thinking that and you hear us say that quite often it's because yeah it's been a long involved process mm. but there's some real concrete things that are coming out of it so we're going to talk about this more so we'll have another chance another podcast to talk more about what we consider growth track. And yeah. even you and I don't like that term very well. <laughs> yeah. We've, and we're trying to figure out, because anyway, we'll explain it. Uh, but then we're going to get into uh, some other uh, ideas or things that are going to be out, coming out of that growth track and ways that uh, you can be which, which equipped. Which and, something and, I said to yeah. someone on Sunday morning talking about that, of saying like, I'm so pumped about the partner course and the partnership in general, like the idea of it. And I'm like, and as excited as I am about that, 
there are things coming up in the future that we're going to be rolling out around the growth track that I'm even more excited about. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I know everybody listening is going to have to take that by faith. Um, but like, just to, to let you know what's coming down the track, <laughs> yeah. uh, is stuff that is, gosh, is as excited as we are about this. We're even more excited about, because I mean, we just see the hand in God of leading us here. I think maybe a good way of saying this, and I think you'll agree with me. Partnership, becoming a partner is not the goal. Mm. It's just a step. It's a step towards step. Yeah. It's equipping. It is a part of growth. Well, we cannot necessarily make disciples, but we can equip in such a way as that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can become a disciple. Yeah. To be the type yeah. of disciple that I think Jesus, I mean, the way he talked exactly. and taught and modeled uh, to be the type of disciple that, I mean, to be the type of disciple is to be like him. And, and we feel like these things are going to, are pointing in that direction of how we uh, live in a way uh, to live and love like Jesus and, right. help, and help people find and follow Jesus. That's right. Life can feel like a hamster wheel, folks. Yeah. And just feel like all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, what is the purpose? Mm. And you know Jesus is the purpose. He has the purpose, has given us the purpose. But if we're not intentionally, actively seeking to do what he's called us to do and to be and make disciples, we're not going to ever really get off that hamster wheel. So that's what this is about. Yeah. So I'm excited for the future. We got a lot of work ahead of us, but we, we see the hand of God in it and we're excited. It's awesome. Hey, keep listening.